hey do you guys like free stuff well i mean of course not completely free but maybe 20 percent free my sponsors have been gracious enough to give last in line listeners 20 percent off with the code last in line so i want to thank our sponsors gridiron coffee i want to thank armored coffee i want to thank lead like lions i want to thank our sponsor do work that matters and last but not least i want to thank our guys at cowboy revolution apparel so thank you guys to our sponsors for supporting last in line leadership go get you some stuff go get you some gear last in line discount and get 20 percent off now back to the show hey we hear a lot about vision we hear a lot about visualization I want to talk to you today about optics optimization. Optics are extremely important in anything we do in business, in relationships even, how we see things, how we're seen, how we're perceived, how we conceptualize, how we uh, perceive other people. Um, optics are just a big thing. What, what does it look like? What are our actions representing? What's our what's the reflection of us, ourselves, our personality, our character? What is the fruit from our actions? We're going to talk a lot about this today. I want to just kind of off the cuff a little bit today on a Friday afternoon. I'm feeling a little crazy, a little froggy. To me, I feel like what we see and how we see it drives us. And just give you kind of a weird I don't know, weird example, weird story. Um, our dog here is, you know, she's 13, almost 13 years old uh, and lost her sight almost a year ago. And, you know, I mean, as you know, I don't have to tell you, I mean, the adjustment was like, it's a 180 of quality of life for her. And I mean, it could be way worse, but when you're a creature of habit, literally, and you're in a routine and you've got the lay of the land figured out, um, it's, you know, losing your vision is, is a big deal, but you would think she would just kind of revert back to her pattern of movement, right? Even if she couldn't see, she would still have this repetition of kind of a feel for the landscape of the living room, the bedroom, the hallways, the, where her water food bowl is, those kinds of things. And man, it was it was not as as straightforward as you would think, and and she had some challenges. Long time, months of. You can imagine us trying to stomp our feet, clap our hands, call her name, guide her, audibly, and even still, without her vision, it was difficult. Still is. She's figuring some things out, but it's it's still not going to be optimal. So I say all that to say our optics of what we see and how we see it, and then the optics in reverse of the things we do and how they're perceived. So that's what I want to talk about because I think it's huge. I mean, everything we do is driven off of pretty much that, like how we see the world and how the world sees us. All of that, both of those things involve some level of interpretation. And what does interpretation lead to? 
perception, right? Conceptualization of a person's lifestyle, a person, how they are as a person, their core values. Like you can get a lot from looking at a person. You hear a lot of the, the old timers, you know, the more seasoned veterans of life will tell you, I can size you up in five minutes. You know, I can, I can tell what kind of man you are when I shake your hand and hear a word come out of your mouth, those kinds of things. So optics are big and they can happen quickly or over time. So, Hey, I might ramble a little today and, and that, that's okay. And I know you're, you're going to be patient with me, but um, there's no rules today, right? It's Friday afternoon. Everybody's kind of punching out for the weekend. Uh, so I would ask for a little latitude for a longer leash today. So yeah, you know, how we see the world, our interpretation of it kind of breeds into our perception of it as well. And that can lead to definitely some direction for us and our actions can be derived from all of that. Uh, so, I, you know, our worldview is attached to it, of course, and when we see the world and we make interpretations based on those people that we interact with or the things we see on social media or even the news, hopefully not, but even still, it's a real fact of life that that does involve how we see the world. Um, it's It can get down into our core if we let it. So how do we optimize that optic of how we see the world around us? Well, I think it has to start with definitely what what are we what do we care about? What matters most to us? What are we driven by? What's our purpose? What's the long game? All of those questions, I think we got to get out in front of those and and really uh, weave those into the fabric of who we are as people before we get into a situation of trying to determine our actions based on how we interpret the world or see the world. So if we know those questions I just asked, who are we? What are we driven by? What's our purpose? What, what, what's, what matters? What's the long game? Those questions, if we get out in front and answer those now, before we get into our day and start being driven by people around us, things around us, circumstances, setbacks, you know, I think we're going to be optimizing our optics when we're out in front of it. I don't know. That's my thought on that. So what about how the world sees us? Their perception of us. Like, I know we talk a lot about we, we shouldn't care that much about if we've got the basics lined up and our faith is right and we're in line with God's word and we're in obedience to how he says to, to be as a people and how to treat people and how to act. If we're in line there, then you know, on surface level, we shouldn't care what the perception is of us by others. But it is a reality and it does matter because it is a true factor of life and it will determine how we interact, the kind of relationships we have, the dialogue, the the uh, conversations, you know, those are big deals because obviously we need people in life to be able to operate unless you're a hermit, unless you're underground somewhere and you just or living off the land. I guess you don't need people, but still there might come a day when you do. Uh, but the perception of us by other people is important. 
And what, what really, what is going to drive that? You know, not that our actions should be worried about driving someone else's perception because they're going to think what they're going to think. You know, they're going to make determinations based on whatever they, whatever criteria they make determinations by. But I will say our fruit, the fruit from our life is what matters in the way people perceive us. The actions every day, our actions, we're not perfect. People are going to look at that and they're going to see, okay, especially Christians, they're going to look and wait for us to slip up. They're going to wait, see if we get angry. They're going to wait and see if we uh, have a certain sin in our life or we make a mistake. And, you know, they're, they're waiting for that. At least part of the lost world that's out there is. But the fruit from our lives is a huge factor in determining how the world sees us where we definitely want to have the right witness. If we're Christians, we want to reflect Christ as best we can. And we want others to see that in us, but we also want to have those actions that are attractive to people. So we want to, we're wanting to have this magnetism to our spirituality. We want to win people for the kingdom. That's our goal. The Great Commission is to go out and make disciples of all nations. So that's what we're trying to do. Uh, so our fruit, the fruit from our life could be our children, how they carry themselves in public. Uh, could be our job, could be how we steward our resources. Uh, if we're frivolous and we're just trying to keep up with the Joneses, buying all the toys, maybe that isn't the greatest reflection, or maybe that doesn't breed optics optimization maybe that optics of external to us other people looking at us maybe the optics aren't great if we're doing some of those shallow worldly things and we're trying to be this other type of person in our faith so we can't contradict that but not saying buying things is bad i'm saying i'm not saying toys are bad right uh because honestly, like the Bible talks about giving and it'll be given to you, right? God wants us to have things. He wants us to have surplus and provision and favor and blessing. I mean, that, that's, that's, I'm, I'm living proof of that because I have the things that we need. Our needs are met. But what's the fruit in your life? What's the evidence? You know, if we're looking back on your, you know, the path you've walked, what's the evidence you were there? The good evidence, hopefully. Hopefully there's not all kinds of collateral damage and wake that other people are caught up in, capsizing in your wake as you barge through life. But that's a whole other topic. We could talk about legacy for all, all day and, and just kind of what we're leaving behind. But in our here and now, how the world sees us is based on our fruit, our actions. The fruit could even be how we encourage people verbally. The words we speak in a situation, does that line up with the person we're trying to portray or the character we're trying to exhibit? That matters. I, I can honestly tell you, I don't always hit that mark. I mean, I'm very quick. I don't think a lot before I speak, unfortunately. I've gotten way better, right? I'm punching the ball down the fairway on that, but I'm really, sometimes I wind up in the sand trap. Sometimes I, I'm taking an out-of-bounds penalty shot. Because of something I say, I'm, uh, I get in the weeds a little bit sometimes, and I got to bail myself out sometimes. But so, yeah, I mean, fruit can be words too. 
your relationships, your marriage, you know, there's fruit in that. Uh, you know, someone can look at your wife and see how you interact and probably tell if, if you're, uh, if you're doing the right things at home, if you're exalting her, if you're, you know, honoring her, respecting her, empowering her, uh, loving on her, you know, creating security in your family, they can probably see that. So that op, they, there's optics there. How do you optimize that? Well, you do the things you're supposed to do and then they can see. So I hear that perception is reality. Uh, that seems too easy to default to that answer, that perception is reality. I would argue that perception is a version of someone's reality. I don't know that it's always reality, reality. You know, I can't control how someone perceives something. People have misconceptions, misperceptions, misunderstandings all the time based on just the optics, right? But what reality is may not be exactly what you see. Uh, so that's a thing. Um, but so, so someone's version of reality, you know, that's what perception is. But if we can mitigate how we skew that by how we carry ourselves, I mean, that's what we want, right? We don't want to create this perception that, you know, we're really kind of a, we're a good person, but you know, we kind of made some gestures at a driver in traffic because we thought the left lane was our personal lane. And that didn't reflect really that good person that we claim to be. Right. So perception is someone's reality, but it's not really like the true picture always. Uh, but again, I'm not trying to contradict myself. Optics do matter. And so we're trying to optimize that, but I want to give you a little bit of a break that it perception isn't always reality. Anyway, so I think it matters what lens we're seeing things through. And I, I know that that this lens concept gets used a lot. Um, I won't say overused because I think it's valuable and I think it's a great analogy. It's a, it's a great picture, but um, I think we do, you know, it, it matters. The lens we're looking through determines our thoughts and our actions. What's that lens? Is it, you know, is it warped because of, you know, I guess what determines our lens would be a better question. A lot of different things. I would argue that expectations determine what lens we see through, right? If we've got the bar so high, we're seeing people through a lens they can never live up to. So those optics of us seeing them and this criteria we're, we're judging or ruling or governing or determining them by can be twisted. So our expectations have to be realistic, right? I mean, our expectations of ourselves can be high if we, you know, we're driven and we're goal oriented and we're out for, uh, we want to, we want to be victorious. We want to go conquer, you know, men for sure want to go out and hunt and conquer and gather, but our expectations of other people sometimes can get skewed. And then we start thinking, Oh, well, this person's not living up to it. So boom, you know, my optics of them is, is twisted. It's, basically deteriorating because I don't think they're living up to it. So our expectations determine the lens past experiences determine the lens. Um, it's, it's obvious, you know, the way you see life could be the way that life has kind of banged you around a little bit, the way that you've banged around on the, on the journey that is life. You know, maybe you've bounced around like a pinball, uh, in a pinball machine, you know, you've, you've hit some walls, you've created some, setbacks for yourself, right? Self-induced uh, trauma. 
from an emotional standpoint, even physical standpoint, I don't know, but your experiences can determine how you see things. If you were a victim or victimized back in your past, or let's say you've had some sin in your life that you've gotten free from, but you still have some collateral damage from that past, that determines how you see things. Because that can create insecurities in you and shame in you that when you look out into the world, you think those people are thinking the same thing you're thinking about yourself. They have no way of knowing about your past, maybe, or maybe they do, maybe, but, but maybe they're not thinking those things you think. So don't put words in their mouth, I always say. Don't put thoughts in their head that they're not having. You know, our past experiences can determine our lens, good and bad, really, you know, you I think it can be a, a positive thing if you've been successful in life. Then guess what? You're looking through a lens where you expect success. You expect yourself to be significant, to have impact, to have influence, to win people to the kingdom, to evangelize your faith, to pour into your kids and your marriage and just have all kinds of fruit relationally all around you because you're an encourager, because you make it about somebody else. You're not... Uh, this stand on the mountain, raw, raw, beat your chest. You're a servant leader. So you've had success in the past, and that leads to success in the future because of how you see people and you see your environment. You see it as an opportunity, right? So that's you're optimizing the optics by which you operate in your life. Your, your past experiences can determine your lens, good or bad. And you can always switch out the lens. You know how easy it is, it, how easy it is on a on a real camera, like a you know thirty five or millimeter. Is that right? Uh, you know those those big cameras, photography cameras. Like you can swap out lenses pretty quick. You just pop them off, pop them on. You're good. You can see closer. You can see far away. Right. You so we can change our lens pretty quickly in some cases, but you know depending on how long it took to kind of you got calloused over time based on your past, it may take some time to switch that lens out, but it's possible. It's about a choice that you make to look through a different lens and see things differently. Um, you know what else determines our lens? I would say our entitlement. We think that we deserve certain things. We deserve people to treat us right, right? No. We deserve this promotion at work. No, you don't. Uh, we're entitled. We think we're entitled to a lot of things. And that determines how we see things. Our world, you know, I, I don't know if it, we, you, you can't blame everything on parents over the last 20 years, but let's just say the society we're in is very entitled. And, and I think I would even probably fall into that. You know, my parents were the baby boomers. And, and so being an only child, I guess I have uh, fallen into that somewhat. But that, that can really and truly affect how we see things. Um, entitlement, it is a thing. Um, but again, everything's a choice and we can definitely flip the script on that um we're not we're not entitled to anything we don't deserve anything good or bad i think i think the good that comes our way are seeds that we sow and ways that we can help other people and i think that will come back to us so you know what do we 
looking for if we're talking about optimizing our optics? Um, offense and defense, I, you know, what are we looking for versus what are we reacting to? I think if we're proactively looking for opportunities to serve people, proactively looking for ways to um, be successful, significant, um, ways to build relationships and connections, ways to have an impact or, you know, ways to just figure out our, our gifts and our talents and our passions and, and align that up with a purpose that down the road can consistently create impact and influence in people's lives in a positive way. I mean, if we're looking for those opportunities, we don't, necessarily have to be so reactionary if we're on offense we don't have to be so much on defense yeah things are coming at us we got to pivot and we got to uh you know we're going to have to react in certain situations but when we're talking about optics if we want to optimize the way we see things it's about us proactively seeing those opportunities looking for them not criticizing or making excuses as to why we can't do something or why this opportunity hasn't come available to us or what's preventing us from being blessed like someone else or having this particular opportunity come our way. Like we, if we're reacting to that stuff, then we're more likely to make those excuses more likely to, I don't know, uh, sort of talk ourselves out of things and, and, you know, find ways and reasons not to do something versus looking for ways and reasons to capitalize on opportunities, but they're out there if we're looking for them. So, you know, I don't know what opportunities are out there for you. I don't know what, what's available to you. Only, you know, that only, you know, what you want to do to have an impact. I mean, if we got up every day and said, I'm going to look through a lens and my optics are going to be based on a lens I look through. And it's going to be the criteria for that is going to be how can I make an impact? How can I bless somebody? How can I make some this picture thing, paint this picture today bigger than me, make it about something bigger than me? What, what are the downstream beneficiaries of today based on what I touch, things I say, things I do, people I talk to? Like, what's the downstream benefit? And who are those people? Like if I went down that list every day, I, I believe I could look back on it at the end of the day and go, wow, that was, that was a good day. But it's based on how I optimized my optics going into the day. What opportunities are available? I don't know if we ask ourselves that enough. I think we're just trying to tread water. I think we're just trying to survive sometimes. And I think we're just trying to make it out the door in one piece with our keys and our phone and our wallet make it to our destination, try to muddle through and, and get through the day. And like I said, the pinball in the pinball machine, trying to kind of bounce off different things throughout our day and then make it home and make it home safe, survive the day, then decompress and do it all over again. And I, I life's too short. We're created for more than that. I mean, I think casting crowns has a song, you know, it's, we're not built to, survive we're built to thrive and i'm paraphrasing those lyrics but we're built to thrive not just survive okay so what opportunities are available to you um so i don't know I, what's our vision for the future like what are what's the what's the future look like for you you know 
we got to have a vision. We got to, we got to care about what the optics are that we are uh, optimizing. So I would say without vision, people perish. The Bible says, or another version says cast off restraint. So I would, I would definitely tell you that vision is important and not from like a corporate business forecast vernacular or standpoint, but just the vision for how you see yourself making a footprint every day, not short, not just short term, but your long-term footprint vision is important. So what determines the optics for your future? We just talked about it a lot. So I think you should, I mean, I think we should all sit back and write it down, get a, you know, take a step back, take a deep breath, think about it. Does it matter? Yeah. How we see the world matters. How they see us matters. Perception is somebody's reality. So let's do our best to create good optics for us looking out and others looking in at us. Let's, let's understand what determines our lens, which is the expectations we have, the experiences that we've had, our entitlement factor. Let's, let's cut ties with that, cut bait with that. And let's, let's figure out what determines our lens and let's go forward with the right lens. Let's optimize our optics by understanding what opportunities are available by proactively seeing what's out there, looking for those opportunities, not waiting for them to come and be reactionary because then we start making excuses. And then let's just, let's come up with a vision for the future, how you want to treat your day, what optics you want to utilize every single day. And I think you're going to see things different. Others are going to see you different. You're going to see the world different. You're going to react to things different. You're going to bless people. You're going to be a different leader. If we're looking at that from that perspective, you're going to create opportunities for yourself and your family and other people even. And there's going to be downstream people who benefit from it. So I hope that helped. I hope that was good for somebody. It was good for me to actually review some of that. Uh, so till next time, be blessed. Yeah.